Hey passengers, welcome to She Who Does Not Hear. I'm your co-host Natasha Knight, your favorite 30-something overprotective millennial big sis, reacclimating back to life in the U.S. And I am your co-host Veronica Desire, a 20-something Gen Z mom, wife, and social worker, but overall I'm an all-around hot mess. Think of us as your two favorite conductors of the Hot Mess Express. We invite you as passengers on our journey navigating life and sharing our experiences, where we discuss real-world application to the wisdom and sayings from our childhood. Hey, passengers. Welcome back to another episode of She She Who Does Does Not Hear. This is Veronica Desire. And... Natasha Knight. And today's episode is dedicated to our dad or daddy. It is his saying that he would always say to us, mm-hmm. and it's honestly stuck with me at least quite a bit as I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. Uh, it The saying itself is, you can lie to everyone but yourself. So that rings true in so many parts of my life and our life. So mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you, Natasha, when was the first time that you heard or you heard the saying from daddy? So the first time I heard it from him was when I was in eighth grade. It was towards the end where I was just in a very chaotic place with my hormones. And I ended up starting drama for no reason. And I couldn't like really pull myself, like a teenager, and I couldn't really pull myself out of it. And I kept lying. I'm like, oh, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. And I remember daddy came to me and he said, you know, you can lie to everyone but yourself. You have to be honest and true to yourself above all. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, that's not helpful advice. Like, you know, like for me, it just didn't. On top of that, we didn't ask you. You're giving unsolicited advice. Nobody asked you. (laughs) One thing thing we love about, you know, our dad is he will always give unsolicited advice. As most of the people that raise us. Listen, everybody. It's everybody. Everybody that we love, you know. Including me. You know, it will give unsolicited advice. And so, yeah, that was the first time that I heard it. What about you, Veronica? For me, it was when me and my husband, so when we were dating, we've been together a really long time. And when he was going to deploy, you know, my dad knew that me and him were together. He's met him. Everything was good. But I didn't really confide in my father about what was going on in my relationship just because I didn't want to and I didn't want to worry him and everything and my dad's personality is like a little bit different so I didn't tell him but he could tell because you know my parents had joint custody of me at the time like they were separated well not separated they were divorced mm-hmm. at the time and so I was staying every few days at my dad's house every other week and so I'm just sitting there brewing and I'm in senior year of high school and I'm trying to decide if I'm gonna stay with my boyfriend at the time because he's deploying and I'm about to go into college and I'm just like ruminating on it and I am telling myself honestly that you know oh when you get to college you're supposed to have like this hot girl summer the entire time you know you're supposed to be able to do this that and other but I was so in love with my boyfriend that I was like I don't know if I want us to break up or not and I'm not you know I don't know what I I don't know how I feel so I'm not telling my dad this but he could see like I'm not feeling well I'm ruminating over everything and he's like are you okay do you want to talk about I was like no everything's good like I'm gonna go to college everything's gonna be fine like everything's all right and he's like well you know you can lie to everybody but yourself just make sure you know whatever you're telling yourself is the truth even if you're telling everyone else around you what they want to hear 
So that I was like, I guess like I, I part of me understood what he was saying, but I didn't get it. You know, like it resonated with me emotionally, but at the same time, I'm like, I really don't know what the hell you're actually talking about with my little 18 year old self, but thanks dad. Mm. (laughs) That is where I first heard it. And what about you? When did you first kind of realize? When did it first resonate with you? And like, ah, this is what he's been talking about this whole time. Oh, yeah. When I understood it. Yes. When you understood it. I think it was when I decided to move to Germany and, you know, I set myself up. You know, I took those last six months, right, of my academic career to be setting things up behind the scenes so that it would be a smooth transition because I was moving two weeks after graduating with my undergrad degree. Stressful, stressful, stressful. It was super stressful, but I was like, okay. And so I remember I was setting everything up and then I got there and things didn't pan out exactly in the way that I wanted it to. And I was like, fuck, what do I do? Like, oh my gosh. So I'm like lying to everybody because it's like, it's kind of embarrassing. You want to, when you decide to pick up and leave, you want to make it that it's it's a smooth transition yeah. in the sense that you literally just land on your feet. You want to be able to tell everybody at home. Like, oh, like, this is oh, great. This, this was not in vain. It was not in vain. And I landed on my feet and everything is wonderful. But behind the scenes, I was really struggling with a lot. And it's just such a completely different society than what we grew up with, right? And that's like common sense, but I think common sense in those moments is not that common. Mm -mm. And because I genuinely felt like I knew it all, like I was like, oh, I studied this in school, I studied that. And so for me, I guess I kind of had that like, kind of a bit of a like know-it-all energy that this is just gonna be great. And for the record, book smart and street or life smart are two different things. Yes. And so I remember you know, everyone was asking me and I said, oh, everything is great. And then it got to a point that I was on the phone with dad. And this was around the time that they added WhatsApp voice call so I could call him. And he said, hey, like, I just wanted to check in, like, how's everything going? And I'm like, oh, it's going so great. And, you know, it's just wonderful. And like, you know, totally hyping up where it's like very obviously inauthentic. And our dad knows us. He's our father. So whether he's going to (laughs) say anything or not, he's like, all right, y'all capping. Yeah. Yeah. But let me mind my business. Yeah. And so then I remember he said to me, you know, you can lie to everyone everybody but yourself and that advice literally hit me because I was like damn I can lie to everybody but I need to be putting more effort in being honest with myself and taking the steps so that I can move myself out of the situation you know that was the first time that I literally physically understood it and I said okay like I need to change I need to change this and I think part of it had to do with the fact that because something inside me was changing and I think part of it had to do with the fact that my frontal lobe was starting to develop because I just welcome to the frontal lobe club she said she said I joined the club my membership is here it's here fully loaded because I just turned 25 at the time that he Mm -hmm. asked right so I think that's what it was where I was at the point where I'm like I need to do things differently at least like I pride myself most of the time in being honest but definitely in that situation I was in no way shape or form honest and I had to learn to be honest with myself which I think is probably something that would be the hardest thing for most people so that's when I like understood it for me, it's something I'm still struggling with. So, huge disclaimer, I'll be, I be lying to myself consistently. I don't know what it is about me. I've, <laughs> I've done it my whole life. Like, I, I gaslight myself 
to no end. I be lying to myself all day long. And as I've gotten older, you know, I've understood it more. And I had, when I really understood the saying was with somebody that I knew and that I felt really close to and that I relied on, especially when my mom passed away, Mm -hmm. I knew that this person wasn't really for me and they weren't really for me in the sense, you know, of course, everyone is going to want something out of a relationship, which is okay to a degree, but they weren't just really looking out for me and my best and everything I was going through, they were more focused on what they could get out of me during the time. And my husband, being who my husband is, he knew this person all his life, mm-hmm. are a very long time, and he was like, listen, this is how they are. This is what they're going to be like. This is what's going to happen. I don't suggest you do it. Like, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. And me trying to look for the best in everybody. I was like, no, everything's going to be fine. Let me, you know, let me just be. And, you know, everything's, let me just be and do what I want to do. And everything's going to be good. And years later, after I had my daughter and having my first child, like completely changed my mindset in so many ways. But after having my first child, I realized that they just didn't really care about me. And Mm. I was still trying to lie to myself because I was like, this isn't an important person in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to stay here. This person's never going to go away. Mm -hmm. I, you know, this person does care. Maybe it's maybe I'm blowing it out of proportion or this or that. And I had to really sit down with myself and look at the past few years, like Mm -hmm. over five years, Mm -hmm. five, six years that I've had a relationship with this person Mm -hmm. and realize that, no, you are telling yourself that this person genuinely cares about you and genuinely loves you. And and who who knows, maybe they do in their own way, but it's not what you need. Like this person, no matter what care or love they may have for you, it's never going to overshadow their need to get what they want Mm -hmm. first. It's never going to put you at a place of, oh, you know, she's going through something. So let me just fully be there for her. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like, okay, well, if you're not going to be here for me, although you've been here for me all these years, then mm, you're not really enough. And now you're a criminal and now you're a villain and now everything is wrong and everything you've ever done for me is obsolete because at this moment in time, you're not doing what I want you to do, which I just had a child. I just had a baby. Mm -hmm. I am going through all of this without my mother, without Mm -hmm. as much help as I want Mm -hmm. and actually need during this journey. Um, And they just didn't care. And I had to come to terms with myself and was like, oh, this person just don't give a shit. And it's selfish. Yeah. And I've seen parts of it as our relationship was moving, Mm -hmm. but I've always like hidden underneath. I was like, no, it's because of this. Or no, it's because of that. And give an excuse after excuse, but it's like, no, you're lying to yourself. And you're lying to yourself about this relationship because you want this relationship to work. Because you want this relationship with this person to be good. And you're hoping it's going to fulfill something inside of you. And it's not. This relationship was born out of trauma. Mm -hmm. It was born out of ignorance. Mm -hmm. And it's just not a healthy relationship for you. So you say, so you would say it's like a trauma bond. Oh yeah, it was definitely a trauma bond. It was yeah. a hun- It was a hundred percent a trauma bond. I'm grateful for the things that that d- that person did do in mm-hmm. certain aspects, but it wasn't for nothing. Yeah. It wasn't just out of the kindness of their heart. So, 
My thing is, like, because knowing you, you're the person who naturally tries to paint people in the best light. And Which I is, think, as I get older, it's it's giving no. Yeah, but I think the thing is that sometimes that can be to your detriment, right? Always. That you're like, oh, yeah, true, it can always be to your detriment. It's like, always. you always try to paint people in, in, in the best light. And the thing is, like, we're human beings, so mm-hmm. there is no real true... You know, there's no real true good person or bad person, right? It's like things are not black and white. There are gray areas in life. I mean, outside of pedophiles, I honestly and truly like outside of that, I feel like there are things about people that they'll have redeemable qualities. Yeah. And that person does have redeemable qualities. Yeah. And I it's the issue is that it's not that that person doesn't have any redeemable qualities. It's that I was gaslighting myself into thinking that this is a relationship that served me. So you just ignored the red flag. I Completely. Yeah. I, girl, they would come up and they would be so bright and in my face. And I'd be like, no, I'm not ready for it. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, no. And I would give excuses because, like, as a social worker, you know, you look for reasons why. Mm-hmm. And just because there is a reason why somebody's doing this thing doesn't mean it's a justification. Yes. Absolutely. So it doesn't justify what they're doing. It's a reason. And yeah. that's that person's problem yeah. that they can either fix or they cannot fix or you can agree to deal with or you cannot agree to deal with. Like, mm-hmm. that's up to you. Yeah. But this relationship just was not good for me like mm-hmm. mentally or emotionally it gave me a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. and instead of it being just fully enjoyable and me being able to feel like I can also rely on that person mm-hmm. and that that person was also there for me I ended up getting nothing from it and in my time my deepest time of need mm-hmm. when I felt like I really needed some someone after having my child yeah and that I genuinely like in my head because I lied to myself so much, I was like, this person's 100% going to be there after I give birth to this baby. There's no way that this person is not going to be a light in my life yeah. after I had this baby. And when they were the complete opposite of light in my life, once I gave birth, I was like, the world came crashing down. And it's mm. all because I consistently lied for years and years about the purpose that this person had in my life. So you tried to stretch the time. Yeah, I, I yeah, not even of stretch. The relationship. It's not the relationship is a, a relationship that's necessarily going to end. No, I know, but I'm but saying it's stretching the purpose of the, the purpose of like I was trying to stretch the way that I wanted the relationship to. Go. Okay, there you go. The, yeah, I think that's the consistency, way I guess, of the relationship. Yes. That makes sense. The yes, consistency. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> of the relationship because they're not going away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like I was trying to stretch the kind of relationship that I would have with this person, mm-hmm. and. It really hit me, you know, that I can lie to everyone. Like, I was lying to everyone and myself. And if I just was honest with myself Mm -hmm. about what was going on, about what I was feeling, about the things that were happening, about the things that were being done to me Mm -hmm. and the people around me, I would have genuinely saw way earlier, like, oh, this is not it. And I would have been able to prepare myself emotionally and I wouldn't have wasted so much time, money, girl, money and energy. Mm. on this relationship if i realized it earlier yeah but it's all it's all a learning lesson though right it is and i don't like it it's i don't i don't know i feel like i graduated i don't need to learn no more i don't like this i don't want to be listening i don't want to be one god's warriors i'm over it but that is definitely where you know i was within when i first understood it but natasha what do you feel like you currently like what's your current status with it do you feel like you don't lie to yourself anymore do you feel like when you see a red flag that you're like ah, okay like this is what it is or do you still feel that you have issues with 
lying to yourself about where you are, who you are, the people around you? Like, where are you with this? So I think it's dependent on the version of myself we're talking about. So if we're talking about from a professional standpoint, I do not ignore or lie to myself in any way, shape or form about I'm very quick to leave a job that does not fit what it is that I feel that I need. Right. So like if I don't feel appreciated and those type of things. So in my professional aspect, absolutely not. I have full confidence and trust in myself to be honest with myself and say, this is a red flag. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch this. If we hit strike three, we're out this bitch. Like, that's how I work. When it comes to my family relationships, I feel like I also don't lie to myself. If there's things that make me uncomfortable and stuff, I'm more honest. However, I will say, in all honesty, it's something that I'm working on outside of friendships and Family relationships is in my personal romantic relationships because what I am proud of myself for is that the last relationship that I ended that was like close to four years terrible was probably one of the worst worst things I've ever experienced in life like it it almost felt worse than like losing mom and he will burn in hell yes and so but what I will say is towards the last year of the relationship I opened my eyes to all of the red flags and I prepared myself to leave him so I stopped having a cognitive dissonance like the same level of cognitive dissonance where I said okay you know what wow this is really messed up this is not what a partner should do but I'm staying and here's why I'm staying it's not good I'll tell everybody outside when they ask we're great this is awesome whatever because I don't need them to understand what I'm doing or make me second guess why I'm leaving I have to leave for myself but I'm gonna understand and sit fully in that shit and be like that is a red flag I see it and this is my level of toleration for it and so that allowed me to leave that relationship very successfully and very safely but I do think moving forward I was Part of it stemmed from me being in a vulnerable spot after losing mommy. And I feel like because when I came back here, right, to reacclimate myself back to the States and stuff, I was in a vulnerable spot. I feel like that's also part of why when I started something more romantic, I struggled a bit with the red flags because I saw it and I was like, mm, that, that feels weird. That's odd. But I'm like, mm. Let me give it the benefit of the doubt because this person showed a nice side to me. Maybe it was a bad day. So I need to work on that as far as my romantic relationship. So what are you doing to work on it? Like, what are you actively doing to change that? So the beautiful thing is that I'm in therapy. Absolutely love my therapist, appreciate my therapist. And she's able to be honest with me in a way that I don't feel judged. And so she'll do exercises and we'll talk about things, um, do different forms of therapy, because obviously sometimes talk therapy is not enough to like work through it. But I'm able to journal now a lot, actually, since this whole year of doing it. But like she's helping me to see like, okay, these are red flags. Let's let's work on acknowledging it. (laughs) Right. Because you're a total badass in every other area in your life. Your relationships are flourishing with your professional life. You're really good with that. But let's work on that for romantic relationships so that you don't put yourself in situations that are like unnecessary so what i'm doing to work on it is trying to bring that professional side of myself where i don't doubt who i am and the level of confidence that i have in myself like how i do like with friendships and with professional life i don't doubt it i know what i bring to the table and all that i need to have that level of confidence when it comes to romantic relationships all the way through to be able to reassess and say like okay this is changing why is it changing ask be inquisitive be less judgmental but just be like okay this is a red flag let me be open and honest with people in my life and tell them (laughs) 
Which on, I want to say one thing um, to tell everyone is that when you are about to leave a toxic relationship or a relationship that could be abusive or just a relationship that you know 100% when you haven't been lying to yourself that is not good for you, do not tell a lot of people about it. I think you did a great job with that because the person you're with normally shows their best sides to the ones you care about mm-hmm. and they are not in, in the relationship and seeing the everyday ins and outs of mm-hmm. it. So if you are determined to leave someone, you are done and you know you're done, not because you're being ridiculous, not because you haven't healed yourself, not because of anything that's connected to you and it's purely because that person has evil intentions for mm-hmm. you and that just doesn't care about you move in silence because that is such a way that so many especially so many women Mm -hmm. get hurt when they're living these relationships and I mean like genuinely deeply hurt so continue moving in those like moving more in silence in silence always So for me, on the other hand with it, my current status with it is, you know, I'm still really trying to figure it out. Um, I'm trying, I, only only in my romantic relationships am I trying to nah, figure it out I'm, more. Well, <laughs> my professional relationships, I would say that, yeah, I am. You have strong enough boundaries. I have really yeah. strong boundaries with yeah. that. Like my professional relationships now, especially like I am not gaslighting myself. I am being honest with myself with where I am with the job, what I'm getting, everything. Mm-hmm. And any red flags that are seen with mm-hmm. the job. I am fully aware of and consenting to for the time being Mm -hmm. for certain reasons. Mm -hmm. So with my professional relationship, that's completely fine. Mm -hmm. With my friendships, as time has gone on, I've been a lot better with them. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm all the way there, but I do feel like I lie to myself a lot less about what's happening in my friendships Mm -hmm. and where I am. And as the same thing, like I, if there's a red flag, I accept it. I I feel like a lot of people don't acknowledge red flags and they're lying to themselves about what that they're there. Because it feels more comfortable than having to face it. I feel like, you know, I've gotten to a point with my friendships and relationships, the red flags that are there, because there's a lot more green flags than red flags Mm -hmm. in my romantic and friendships. There's Mm -hmm. way more green flags than red flags, but there are definitely serious red flags in -hmm. in both. And Mm -hmm. I acknowledge them. Like, fully acknowledge them. Like, if someone were like, oh, hey, do you know this? Oh, yeah, I know this. I fully accept it. I'm not okay with it, but this is how I'm going to go about it. Mm-hmm. But I would say with my family relationships, it is something that I need to work on. Okay. I I don't feel like I am, as far as, like, the family relationships and the other relationships, mm-hmm. I still lie to myself just because I have such a deep love and affection mm-hmm. for my family mm-hmm. that even when they're doing things that really aren't the best for me or things I'm uncomfortable with I am I'm not as honest mm-hmm. with myself and I'm still gaslighting myself to a degree so I'm working on that and the way in which I'm working on that is like talking with my therapist and trying to be more in tune with my body Mm -hmm. and understanding that when something happens, like my body's going to react first to it before my emotions are my mind and trying to take note of like, okay, where's the stiffness coming from? Where's this now anxiety coming from? Where's this uncomfortableness coming from? And even if I can't address it in that moment, at least taking note of it Mm -hmm. and going back to it later and analyzing the situation. Mm -hmm. So that is what I'm trying to do Mm -hmm. to work past it and understand it. What are your, like, what's your advice then for people who are struggling like you? My, honestly, my advice is 
acknowledge why you might be lying to yourself. Like what about if this was true? Like that's when that's how I had to handle that last situation. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if X is true, Mm -hmm. what does that mean for me in my life moving forward? Mm -hmm. What does that mean for this relationship or whatever situation I'm in and this life moving forward Mm -hmm. and understanding the fears that surround that because you're normally not honest and lying to yourself Mm -hmm. because you're fearful about something. Mm -hmm. There's something you're afraid of and understanding what that fear is. I feel like makes it easier to then be honest with yourself about whether it's a fear that's valid or whether this is like something that's true and going on. Mm -hmm. So I would always say instead of, you know, going to the end and being like, oh, you know, just continue being truthful to yourself because a lot of times you don't know you're lying to yourself. There's so many times that I did not understand I was lying to myself, but my body knew something was wrong. Mm -hmm. It's to just take time to like really connect with your body and how you're physically feeling Mm -hmm. and understand like okay if there's this anxiety what's making me anxious and what's making me fearful and what's what's going on with that Mm -hmm. so that would be my advice to people and what would your be advice to people especially the people that aren't on the frontal lobe club yet so i think what i will say is it is imperative to check in with yourself and how you're feeling and what you think about the situations that you're put in or the information that you're given and to just check in with yourself and be like, oh, well, this made me feel this way and kind of try to think to yourself, but especially with the help of a professional because I feel like friends and family can only go so much, but when you have a professional, they have the ability to be unbiased about things because they don't know these people and have a personal relationship with them. So they're able to dissect something And obviously you can be like, oh, well, you know, my homeboy or my homegirl said this, like, but they're different. So just first try to go through it, check in with yourself, journal about it, do a voice note about it. Everyone has their different ways of letting things out, whether it's screaming or whatever the case is or playing a sport, whatever it is, like find your medium of peace and try to communicate it to yourself, whether it's through writing, whether it's through audio, whether it's through visual of taking a video of yourself talking about it, but like really try to dissect it yourself, like allow yourself to take it personal. Then the next day I would say- I like that. Allow yourself to take it personal. Girl, be mad at it. Feel some type of way about it. Cry about it. Whatever you need to feel about it. Call that person a shit person if that's like how you feel in that moment. Mm -hmm. But allow that for yourself for that first day. And then tell yourself the next day, I'm going to talk to somebody about it. I would always suggest a professional because I feel like that's what's helped me have the most growth. They're also, they're more objective because your friends and family like know you. What? And we will fight for you. Listen, it's either they're going to fight for you or if they like upset at you, they're going to put their feelings. So a professional, exactly. A professional is not going to project. They're going to just keep it real with you. They're going to allow you to have accountability. And then I think that after that point, Kind of just assess for yourself, like, what part of myself does this remind me of? Does this remind me of five-year-old Natasha? Does this remind me of 14-year-old Natasha? Like, what does it remind you of? What age? Like, and be like, okay, so now let me, let me try to reparent myself. Let me try to remother myself and be like, let me talk to myself nicely and say, guess what? Like, yes, this was a red flag. Yes, this was messed up what your friend said to you the other day. But how would you like to move forward with it? What makes you comfortable? And can you? And can you? 
Like, is it that you need to take baby steps or is it that you really need to pull away from the person? But you get to decide that for yourself and you have to be able to work on getting to that point of like growth and self-love where you're not lying to yourself or you're being honest with yourself because the only person you really have to be honest with is yourself and God, if you believe in a higher power and God. But for me, it's like... You don't got to be honest with God. In my opinion, you don't got to be honest with God. God already knows. God already knows. God's side eye and bombastic side eye. Exactly. He knows everything. So it's like... Just be real with yourself. Just be real. And and you don't have to be real with anyone else. You don't have to be real with anyone else. But be real with yourself and be like, damn, this is fucked up. It is what it is. This is how I want to move forward. And if you need to seek out extra advice and help, always go to a professional. That is always the best advice you will ever, ever receive. And it will be an unbiased ear that's listening to A good professional. Not all of them are the same. They are not all the same. (laughs) You have to find someone that gels with you. Yes, but with that, I would definitely, you know, tell you that, again, you can lie to everyone, but... Yourself. And with that, we wish you good night. Yes. You know, be be honest with yourself today, this week, hopefully as time goes on, and, you know, we'll work on it together. If anybody has actually advice with how they have learned to be honest with themselves in different situations we would love to hear about it yes please write to us and we'll tell you all about that in the outro but bye all right have a good night from veronica desire and natasha night bye bye passengers Thanks for listening to this episode. We really hope you enjoyed it. For those of you who liked it, we release a new episode every Wednesday. So be sure to follow and subscribe so you can get that notification every time we upload. If any of you passengers have been on the same ride or reached the same destination as us and you'd like to share it with us, you can. Send it to us at shewhodoesnothear at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram page at shewhodoesnothear. Please don't forget to follow us on our Instagram. Our handles are at its Natasha Knight and at its Veronica Desire. We would love for you to also rate and review our podcast so that we can get your constructive feedback on what you liked, didn't like, or want more of. In the meantime, remember, she who does not hear must feel. feel.